and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Vinay Sweet, and this is episode 133. Today is going to be more of an update slash why I have been absent type episode. Um, I am going to talk a little bit about the lunar eclipse that just happened and some information about that. Um, But first, let's get to the card pull and smoke clearing. Today, I'm using rosemary. I love how rosemary crackles. (sighs) I'm a basic bitch. (laughs) Every time I burn rosemary, that's what I feel like my spirit guides are like really dude you have like a billion other herbs in this room and you pick rosemary 90% of the time yes because I love it okay let's get to the cards because I'm going to talk about the moon later I thought I would use the moonology oracle deck let's see what wisdom the moon has to say to us today Cut once, twice, three times. See what we got. Ah. So I got the new moon new moon in Virgo, and it says it's a time to give rather than take. Which is kind of fitting for this time of year. Um, you know, in society they talk about Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, which often has themes of, you know, giving and making sure that others are provided for. I know that's the commercial version of it. Um, Some pagans celebrate this time of the year as the end of the harvest season and to show gratitude and take care of others um, as a way to serve serve humanity and to serve your fellow um, group members, family, friends, whatever it is. So I feel like this card comes at a perfect time. <laughs> um, and this isn't to discount um, you taking care of yourself because please do that. And you cannot pour from an empty cup. I know that's a cliche thing to say, but it's true. And I've learned this the hard way. But if you can help somebody else um, this season, please do. Um, A lot of us, a lot of people, all of us have went through so much shit um, in the last two years that just the small act of being there for someone or saying, are you okay, (laughs) can mean the world to them. That can give them a smile, hope, um, give them the sense that someone cares about them enough to say, are you okay? So, I I don't know. I just really think this card is perfect for this time of the year. Okay, so let's talk about the full moon that we are having today as I record and the um, mostly lunar eclipse (laughs) that happened um, late last night until early morning. 
today. So this was a full moon in Taurus, Sun and Scorpio, and a I think there was like 97 point something or other percent um, eclipse moon. This is, let me tell you, this is like a rare event and I, I was really excited about this. So I put out all the water, a bunch of oil, <laughs> just in case I needed or could figure out how to use this um, energy. So a little bit of facts about it. So this is the Soros series um, eclipse eclipses <laughs> is that a thing or is it eclipses i don't know anyway the first one was in um was on july 18th of 1228 um that is crazy <laughs> the last one in this series will be um 18th of august 2472 what that just wow um, the next one, so that's the last one. The next one that will happen is on November 30th, 2039. Um, I will almost like qualify for social, like social security benefits at that point. <laughs> like that's how far away I feel this is like, wow. I want to pop in here and say that a lot of this information I'm going to share with you comes from my life with moon calendar I believe um, it's a little red moon icon if you look it up in the app store I also looked up you know NASA and some other places online that you can that are astrologically um, inclined articles things like that but this one had like the basics of it really well <laughs> um, like put together so that's why I wanted to share this specific information so you may not know but the new moon and the full moon um, those are the ones that create solar eclipses and lunar eclipses. Um, and it's very important <laughs> because they affect parts of our life from six to 12 months. The sorrow series consists of like a rep, like a series, a, a repeating cycle. God, I can't talk today <laughs> of the sun and moon eclipses. And it's interesting. This is the time apart. They are 18 years, 11 days and eight hours um, between. That's kind of God, that's crazy. Like, it just, I don't know, the eights and the ones really had me like, hmm, what does that mean in numerology? I won't even go there because that's probably a rabbit hole and I'll never stop talking about it. <laughs> so, um, so each series begins with a partial eclipse near our, the Earth's poles. And then it has plenty of other, you know, the succession of eclipses after that. And they continue towards the opposite pole. So, interesting, huh? So, each eclipse lasts 12 to 13 centuries and contains at least 70 eclipses. That's a, that's a 12 to 13 centuries. Like, it blows my mind. So I was reading about this, this series and this app and some other places explained that if you look at what was happening in the world on um, the year of the very first eclipse in that season, it can give you some hints as to what is happening now um, and how it can affect you. And so I was looking up, if you type in a date into Wiki, uh, Wikipedia, it'll just tell you the major events that happened during that year and I'll tell you most of this is just war and other countries trying to take over not really countries um kings 
kings trying to take over um, other countries using religion. Um, this was the Sixth Crusade during this time. So there was a whole... <laughs> A whole thing happening um, with that in the Middle East. Um, they sent crusaders down to the Middle East. It's not good. Um, and then they had a lot of Knights Templar and the Teutonic Knights um, things happening. So they were, you know, denying their support of the Crusades, which, okay. Um, but there was a lot of, what I'm trying to say is there's little sects of sects not like shecks like schmecky time like groups there we go groups that probably comes across a lot better <laughs> on audio so there was a lot of groups that were formed um to support or covertly support or to oppose different parts of the government um so i find that interesting <laughs> so um another thing is that let's see i'm scrolling down i mean they there's this whole rebellion in syria and a siege on um damascus the frederick the second can't take over um jerusalem so they start making some kind of negotiations um, it's just so much of, uh, I am a dude and I want to take over your country because money things going on, which is very interesting. I forgot to mention, this is kind of important. So Emperor Frederick II um, kept saying he was, you know, going to make these extremely successful crusades, but he failed. <laughs> so he was excommunicated by Pope Gregory IX in 1228. Interesting, right? So he actually failed to conquer a lot of places. <laughs> Like, like, as for, I'm glad. I'm, like, happy. Yay, you little bastard. <laughs> you, you. Um, so, there was a lot of religious tension between um, different, especially in Europe, it was a lot of Christians versus um, Muslims and fight over that area in, in the world. I felt like that's interesting that um, right now we have a lot of religious um, how do I even put this? We've got a lot of shit going on in our government, specifically in the U.S., that has to do with government um, allowing religion into the decision-making of policies, laws, and all of that good stuff. So I just really think that's interesting. So if you go by what they were talking about as, hey, look at, look at what happened in 1228, and see how that applies now. And they did also say, hey, look within yourself because there's an inner theme as well. So I feel like a lot of people that are around me, um, muggles and witches and pagans and druids and Satanists and all the people that um, I surround myself with have been like trying to get their footing in this society to be recognized, to have, to be able to um, be who they want to be, um, without some kind of, um, backlash, which happens. We all have been struggling that, with that in this country and uh, worse in other countries, I can't imagine. But, um, personally, I feel like 
little bits of myself have come out year after year working with spirituality and going through these um, different eclipses and change that's happening to us. And I'm just a little bit more authentic every year. And I feel like a lot of us have been forced to choose. I'm in, in a lot of situations um, between um, family members that are, you know, extreme um, political in are in extreme political movements. They're in um, extreme religious groups that discriminate. Um, we've been forced to say no. No, I, I will not be a part of that. I will not participate in that toxic exchange of, um, of conversation anymore because it's always one-sided. It's always, um, you're right, I'm wrong. I think a lot of us are going through that. Um, some friends, a lot of friends, including myself, have just plain cut out people because of that because I do not have time to be surrounded by people who want to convert me to make themselves feel better about their own religion or their own spirituality. I have no time for those people anymore. Uh, If I'm going to be judged harshly and feel those repercussions, um, I don't want them in my life. And it's for my mental health, it's for my happiness, it's for my family's happiness as well, safety. Um, But I feel like that's a lot of what's been going on personally. A lot of, we see the big themes on the worldview of, you know, big powerful kings and the Pope trying to force religious um, beliefs on others to gain control of their land, to, you know, get taxes, for to get more money, you know, that's the end game, and to control, like, that is the, that is over money. If you can control an entire religion of people, you have all the money you want. So I feel like take that theme and bring that within, and the patriarchy is an entirely, like, internal (laughs) issue in this country the patriarchy is you know a a brainwashed i don't even know how to we are indoctrinated as children um to believe certain things are okay because someone is gendered as male and someone else is gendered as female not let's not even talk about the people that do not conform to um, societal gender idea, ideas or labels. Um, we're taught it's black and white. You're a boy, you're a girl. If you're a boy, you take care of the girl. If you're a girl, you're just grateful that that boy took care of you. That is horse shit. And I feel like that is the internal, the, the, the large scale thing, theme working on us internally. So I'm seeing... Like, knowing this, I'm looking, like, thinking about the males that I know in my life that I have contact with. And with my husband, with a few other muggle friends, I'm seeing them become more compassionate, more empathetic, standing up to things that are 100% misogynistic um, and saying something about it. 
um, and trying to break that cycle. And I am so proud of all of the people that I am friends with that are doing that work because that's hard. I mean, if you're look at a, a man in like conservative Nebraska, <laughs> they're taught, you know, these certain ideals that are expected of them. And now that they're older, they hopefully have this insight and to learn that you've been doing it all wrong and to finally see that you've been causing pain to women is probably a bit of a shock. <laughs> so I do applaud and commend those men who are doing that work because that cannot be easy, um, but it needs to be done. And for us women, I think we're open, our eyes have been opened to the entirety of the patriarchy and, uh, and of the religious um, confirmation, you know, confirmation, I guess, <laughs> that um, confirmation is not the word I'm looking for. The religious control, Jesus. I have only had two cups of coffee. Mind you, my cups are huge, but I have not slept very well for like three days and I'm just blaming the moon. Um, but anyway, I think internally women, um, and any gender that does not, that is not a white, um, cis hetero <laughs> man, um, we are finding out or realizing just how widely affected we are by the control of patriarchal religious societies. And that's just a, it's, it's awesome. I feel like, um, we've had enough, like we've had enough and we see the mistakes of the past and now we can try to heal from it. We can be good to each other. We can, um, show each other kindness and understanding and also not take the shit though. That, that's the thing that I feel like the witches of today, we have the freedom that the witches 30, 40 years ago did not have. We have social media. We are more acceptable because sometimes it's just thought of as trendy. <laughs> There's a lot more on social media about witches in general and there's more information out there. So we, to me, I need to use my privilege that I have in this day and age as a witch to be an example of you can be a powerful, magical fucking unicorn, but <laughs> you can also... Refuse to be a doormat for the patriarchy, a doormat for anyone. We, we don't do that anymore. Um, so I'm trying my hardest as of right now, like I'm fully aware of the responsibility and I challenge you to be kind, to help people, no matter what their religion is, even if it's, you know, the lady that saw you dressed up in your beautiful goth witchy garb at um, the dollar store on a Sunday afternoon and she came straight from church to that, to that dollar store and saw you and scoffed at you. But she's trying to walk out the door and she drops something and you pick it up because we are kind. We are compassionate and we can give a first chance, Right? If you pick that up and give it to her and say, hey, you know, ma'am, you dropped this. And she, you know, normally would turn around and say, oh, thank you. And if she doesn't, she doesn't. That's fine. Her reaction is her reaction and we cannot control that. But if she turns around and yells at you, mm, no, ma'am, no. We do not do that anymore. 
we will now chew your ass out. (laughs) I will tell you, ma'am, I was doing something nice for you because I do not judge you by your church clothes. I did not judge you when you rolled your eyes at me. I just figured you have your own internal problems today. I saw you drop something and I picked it up because I didn't want you to have to bend that far over. I was showing you respect. And what you gave me was a mouthful of disrespect. So as Modern Warrior on TikTok would say, have the day you deserve. That is how from now on we need to be dealing with these people. Um, we, we are kind, but we are not weak. And I feel like that is what this lunar eclipse, this particular event in astrological history is pushing is that we are kind. We love humanity. We love our earth. We are involved in environmental change. But just because we care does not mean that we can be used and abused and talked down to. Well, that's a soapbox. Uh, I'll get off it now. <laughs> Sorry. Holy cow. <laughs> I digress. So um, if you want to see exactly what areas in your life that this eclipse, this full moon, this event um, has affected you or will be affecting you, um, look at what planets or personal points in the eclipse touches your chart. Okay, so find out um, where everything's at. Look at your transit map. Um, look at the chart. See what's going on. And you can find out by what houses certain planets are in. That's how you figure out what parts of your life are affected by this. So that should be a nice rabbit hole for everybody to go on. <laughs> Um, uh, but it would be a fun, like, activity on Sunday or whatever. Um, so anyway, I, that's, that's all I want to say about the eclipse. Um, I will tell you what I, like, that's the sciencey shit in my horribly long rant. This is what I want to say about what I did. So last night, I did not know what I wanted to do. Um, the, the moon was at like 99.97% full. So to me, that's not a full moon quite. I think it turned full sometime mid morning, like early, early. Anyway, um, I put out some, I put two bottles of water out and a whole bottle of, um, extra virgin olive oil because I don't know what I want to (laughs) do. But I do know that I will be 60 years old when the next eclipse like this, this specific one rolls through. So I wanted to have something that I could use if I figured out how I wanted to use it. So I am going, I got up really early before the moon. Um, I think it's in Gemini now, but um, is it? Let's let's look at my transit map. But I believe it's in, in uh, man, I can't talk today. But anyway, I brought it all inside. I'm going to put them in um, my spiritually spiritually cleansed vessels. Not really sure um, which ones. I will probably be, yep, moon is in Gemini. Um, I'll probably be making some kind of uh, gifts for friends from this oil so that they have it if they want some. Um, but yeah, so I, I didn't do anything special other than observe. I meditated. I communed with my beloved dead. I communed with my, um, deities. 
and I journaled. Tonight, um, I'm going to do some spell work. Actually, probably before lunch, I'll probably do some spell work because it's still pretty spicy out there. Um, I wanted to have the oils to use for this particular um, group of spells that I'm going to do. So that is what I did. I hope that you guys had an amazing experience. My dreams were off the charts wonky. Um, like I really do need to just like start making these into books because they're just, that's how they, that's when I write them down, that's what they look like. They look like books, like the beginning of a, of a movie, a movie or something like that. It's really weird. So let's do a little update on why I have been MIA, why there's not been a recording out. I have not been well. Um, I needed some time to myself. I realized in the almost three years I've been doing this that I really haven't taken an extended time to myself. And this one was sort of forced on me. I have been having some mental health issues. I get very depressed and then very excited and then very depressed. And it's like a roller coaster and it's causing a lot of issues within my relationships um, with friends and family with my ability to cope as an adult. <laughs> um, so after talking to my therapist, he referred me to a psychiatrist to see if there was any insights that he had. Um, my therapist, I, I said it, it feels like what the symptoms of ADHD are when I hear other people talk about them and from what I've looked up. And my therapist and I bump heads about whether there can be a diagnosis of um, adult ADHD. He is old school and he said he is willing to put down his bias and accept that I could have it. Um, it's not impossible, but he feels it's improbable. Anyway, <laughs> we so I went to a psychiatrist for the first time ever. It was interesting. Um, I told, he's, he asked me, what do you think your main concerns are? I said, task management. Um, I cannot focus on something for longer than like 20 minutes. I have um, issues with impulse control, uh, mainly with shopping. So like, I'm just going to be completely honest. Uh, I bought a horse one night, uh, from the breeder of my other horse and then had to tell my husband the next day that I did so. And this was on a really big high. So like I have spurts of time where I have all the energy in the world. It feels like I've like drank 16 cups of coffee and then snorted a line of freaking sugar and I can do all of the things. The only thing is I have no impulse control, so I tend to spend money. I will start projects and then not finish them because by the time I start the project, I'm starting to come down from said high uh, period and I go into either a baseline mood state or depression. So that is why my house has a wall messed up. My carpet is all pulled up. I did finish painting. Um, the living room, I still haven't finished my front door. It's like torn apart. So there's a lot of projects. <laughs> and I told him, I'm like, I lose myself in them. And I don't realize that I'm doing it until my husband's like, Jesus, you just tore out all the carpet. Like, or, oh my God, why would you paint that, that color, that kind of stuff. And it's not on a, ooh, I'm quirky level. It's a, I am, <laughs> it's more than quirky. It's damaging. 
Um, so I explained this to my therapist or to the um, psychiatrist, and I he said he wanted to know what he thought my di- what I thought my diagnosis was. And I know he's asking me that because in the notes that Bob wrote, it probably said she thinks she has ADHD. So I said, well, as you probably can see in my notes, I feel like a lot of my symptoms um, overlap uh, ADHD symptoms from what I can um, get from other people and the internet. He asked me a whole bunch of other questions. (laughs) Like, it took forever. And then he says, I think that your initial diagnosis is bipolar disorder. He explained it to me. It is not what... Like, there's bipolar 1, bipolar 2. I do not have the, I'm going to buy a ticket to Paris and disappear kind. Like, I don't have that extreme of a high time. Um, I, I know I have a friend that had a friend that had that. And they would literally, like in the middle of the night, go get the keys and drive, like, to Vegas. (laughs) Um, I don't have that. Um, I have a a milder version, is what he's saying. So, I kind of was freaked out by it, and I was surprised myself on how upset I was with that diagnosis. And then, so I got, he prescribed me some medicine, and uh, we got off the phone, and, or off the video chat, and then I just had to sit with, okay, so I thought I had just, I thought I had ADHD and a, a you know, a, a neurodiverse uh, type of brain, which I, I do still have a neuro, neurodivergent brain. It's just that I have a label to put to it that I wasn't expecting. So it kind of caused me a little bit of like, oh, fuck. <laughs> And, um, so I had reached out and told a few people what was going on in case they were like, why is she not on Snapchat? Why is she not on her messenger? Where did Zanae go? Um, I was processing. I didn't know really what that meant to me. And then I had to dive in and go, okay, so why am I upset at this particular diagnosis? And I had to reach in and and it's the stigma of it. I was afraid that if I told you, if I told everybody that listens here um, and on social media, if I said I have bipolar disorder and overlapping ADHD symptoms, that's what I've been diagnosed with, um, that you would feel like I am somehow less of, um, less of a reliable source, that I wasn't someone that you would want to listen to because maybe my rantings are just a manic episode. I started thinking of that. And then I was like, oh my fucking fuck. Is that how I feel about other people with bipolar disorder? And I had to really like check myself. And I don't think that's how I feel about them, but that's how I feel other people perceive that. So that's why I was afraid. So now you know. Um, I am on a medicine and it's different. It's, I don't really see a big difference yet. I do, the only thing that I really miss is the high parts. I miss those like three or four days where I'm like, got so much energy. I can like clean the whole house and (laughs) do an art project and rearrange my herbs. (laughs) Um, I miss that. And I told my therapist that 
that I do miss that. It sucks that I don't have those highs anymore. I'm more on a baseline, which I'm not used to. I'm also not used to not multitasking like 10 things at a time. So I have this weird feeling that I'm not competent anymore because I don't have seven conversations in my head, you know, with myself and planning all these things at the same time while doing like a craft project and some homework. (laughs) Um, I do realize now um, that I've been on this a little bit that by doing all those multitasking things, I was just avoiding finishing things. (laughs) And also, um, I probably wasn't performing at my at my best with any of those tasks because I was always thinking about something else. And now it's better. It's not like quote unquote what like my husband, I think of him as like having a normal brain. (laughs) Um, It's not how he thinks, but I feel like that's okay. Um, I'm just adjusting to it. And I just wanted to bring you guys along for the ride because one of the things that I feel very strongly about is destigmatizing mental health uh, illnesses. So this is me. This is what I have. Um, my diagnosis may change. My psychi- psychiatrist and my therapist, they both were like, we're going to treat you for this, both cognitively and with medicine. And we'll see what happens if you're not responding. We can try a different medicine. We will see how it goes because I could be diagnosed with something else. Um, or stay the same. It's just a matter of sticking it out with the therapy and the medicine. Um, So anyway, that's what's been going on with me. Um, And I am so sorry that you guys have been kind of left in the dark. I did let the coven know what was going on. Um, And oh my goodness. They immediately, like, like, that's fine. We will take over your coven duties for a little bit, let you adjust to your medicine, because it was weird. Like, the medicine at the first, like, week was crazy. Like, my ups and downs, it dove me into depression where I cried for, like, 48 hours. And then I was happy, and then I was back to sad, sad, sad. It was really emotionally, like, exhausting. So they stepped up and took over and added coven activities, and I absolutely... I love you guys. Like, I've never seen a more beautiful, supporting, diverse group of beliefs, too. Because not everybody in there is, like, your typical, quote-unquote, you know, witch. There's pagan witches. There's eclectic witches. There's secular witches. There's Christian witches. There's satanic ones. There's all kinds of people in that group and they've all been so freaking amazing and I just have to say thank you guys. I <clears throat> it is my favorite online space because it is safe. It's absolutely safe for people to be who they want to be, to be not judged and completely supported and I just thank you so much for every Coven member. One, you help support my life. Like you pay, when you pay to be on the Patreon, I'm able to contribute to my household. I'm able to pay bills, which makes me feel like, you know, a functioning adult (laughs) for some reason. Um, But I appreciate that so, so, so much. And I appreciate the emotional support and... I just can't say enough good things about that coven. (laughs) Um, If you guys want to join, if you're looking for a place that's safe like that, 
highly recommend. Just go to my website and hit join the coven. It's uh, witchywomanpodcast.com. But anyway, I want to share like some interesting news. So I get this news and I'm kind of bummed out. My daughter's having some some hard times too and I'm stressed and I'm worried and I'm basically just like really you know universe can I not get a break um I want to share this because I think it's a perfect example of you having one plan or thinking you want something and like the universe your deity whatever it is you want to believe in shows you that no that's not you actually really wanted to do this other thing and that's what's best for everyone so anyway my husband and I want so badly to have this place up in the Black Hills of South Dakota where we can have our cabin and move there and do odd jobs and live like hippies right I think that'd be great we literally are like we're looking for property up there thinking about like where we could build and what would be the most you know affordable places but closer to the Black Hills which is about impossible (laughs) um and we dream about that every time we go up there and I go up often because that's where my excuse me that's where my doctor is um so we uh do some things on the side to get more money my husband tears down houses with heavy equipment and he got a job um tearing down and if you've seen my TikTok you've seen a little bit of this so he was tasked with tearing down a two-story house that is like rumored to be like the the haunted place in town like all the teenagers go up there they drink and they taunt the ghost and whatever so my husband brings me up there and he to do a site survey uh spiritually so I can see what's going on if it's going to be even safe for him to do it and so we get up there and I do a, a survey. Um, they're tormented ghosts, like freaking teenagers <laughs> and adults um, have been up there and taunted and teased and it creates a lot of anger. Um, so that's what I felt there. I also felt that we have this thing and I've caught it on camera and I wish I could freaking figure out how to get it off my security camera and share it. but. Anyway, we caught the thing uh, on our security camera in front of the house. It is this like shadow thing and it is kind of like a, I think it feeds on fear and sadness and whatever. Anyway, I found that thing in there. So we did a clearing um, and I did um, an offering to the land. Um, I spoke to the mother tree there and hoped that was good. my husband the next day we let that sit for about 24 hours he came the next day to start figuring out how he was going to tear it down and he had a hammer and a chisel to see how this lady wanted the garage to stay but the house and the garage were connected he was trying to figure out how to do that and it so he brought a chisel up there to smash some of the um like stucco stuff in the corner to see how it was connected if the boards went all the way through or if they were just like mudded together because that happens a lot here um and the first smack he did something threw something (laughs) out of um like at through him at out of the window of the the house spooked him pretty good um 
And he let me know. I'm like, well, fuck, it's not all gone. So went up there, did it again, talked to some of the loved ones that, you know, the beloved dead of the property that were up there and let them know, hey, this is for, this is for the best. You won't be tormented anymore. You know, tried to help them pass on, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> I also um, did not, like, we, I felt like that thing, the bad thing was actually just hanging out there still. Um, so I made, uh, some protective stuff for Brad. We did a little bit more work on the, the energy there. And then he started tearing it down. And like the first day he was in the tractor tearing it down, it was, I'll see if I can get it to show up. You can barely see it on video, but you can see a face in the window. You can see, um, some weird like fog coming out of the, the second story so it was about 10 minutes into him tearing and it's like something just, it was like something just went, you know, and it was done. Like there was no more bad ghosty things staring at us. <laughs> so it was good then. And when he was done um, tearing it down, I made another offering um you know, peace and love to the land, the trees, and everything that was there. Um, <clears throat> and I had mentioned at some point when the owner was up there that it's a beautiful property. It's like two blocks from the house that we live right now, but it's butted up against the back of this town. So it's like got 10 acres with it of pasture. And it's gorgeous. And I said something about, oh my gosh, this is such a beautiful property. Like, this this would be a gorgeous place to have like a big garden and chickens and I could have my horses with me, you know, in the winter time, you know, when they're not out to pasture. It would be freaking awesome. It's huge compared to what we have. And the next day, <laughs> Brad comes in from doing like cleaning it up with tractors and loading stuff in the, the dump truck. He says, guess what? I'm like, what? And I had, this was a particularly bad day for me, uh, emotionally. And he comes in and I'm, I'm like, Oh my God, please let this not be bad news, honey. I'm do not want to hear it if it is. And he's like, no, no, guess what? We own that property now. And I was like, what, what, what? So the woman heard that we wanted the proper or we liked the property. Um, she recently, her husband recently passed away. Um, and she has all these bills and rather than pay up, you know, pay us for removing the rest of the pro, you know, the stuff for doing the rest of the job, she said, why don't we just call it even? You own the property now. So I, I was like, what? this is literally the, ex when we got, I just see, I'm still like fumbling over my words because it's such a, I did not know that's what we wanted to do. We always thought we wanted to leave this place. And you know what? Visiting somewhere else is awesome. Um, but I know I'm needed here. Um, I know that that place up there that no one else is going to want because it's supposedly haunted and has ghosts up there, that was meant for us. 
it's beautiful. I will take care of the trees. I will nurture the land. I will honor um, the original owners of that land. And I'm, I'm speaking of the Native Americans that were here, the indigenous peoples. I already figured out what tribes were here um, so that I can, you know, do something to show my appreciation, my sorrow, and my regret for my ancestors. Like, I've got all this stuff going on, and I'm so excited about it. And we're going to be able to, like, hand build our own house because there's so much materials up there from what we tore down that there's plenty to reconstruct a house. And it just seems perfect. I just... I wanted to share this with you because I did not know that that is what I wanted until it happened. Um, I love the house that we're in, but I know this is not my home. I have known that since we moved in. And same with Brad. Like, we love this house. It's fucking cool. I have privacy. I've got my own witch room. We have a cool backyard for the dogs. I love this place. But it's not my home. And it never felt that way. But up there with no building... Sitting underneath those trees in the grass, I felt more at home than I have, I don't know, probably ever. Like, just, I felt the land sigh with me. Like, just releasing tension and negativity. And it's just a really cool, bright thing that happened in the in the midst of a really not... Um, not fun experience. <laughs> so I wanted to share that with you because I talk to my deities about it. I try to manifest a new home. I try to, I do all these things to try to put positivity and, and joy and gratitude out there so that I can get it back so that I can someday have a piece of land to have my chickens and have my giant garden and all the things that I that I want to do um I basically can be a feral witch up there and I am here for it <laughs> but I wanted to let you guys know that good things happen and I think right now because of the pandemic and social unrest and all the our environmental shit show that humanity has gotten itself into like there are good things that still happen to us and I needed that reminder <laughs> and it came at the perfect time and you damn skippy that I went straight to my guides my deities and just wept I cried gratitude and joy and I felt a release of whatever the hell I was hanging on to. And I still haven't put my finger on what emotion it was. And I'm, I'm guessing it was fear. Fear of never having a place that I can be comfortable in and feel like it's home. I, want, I wanted a place to live, to live that felt like being with my husband was. He is my home. My daughter is my home. That is where I feel secure and comfortable and loved and supported. And I wanted that in a property. And that sounds like a fucking stereo, a storybook, but um, it's not. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who listens, to everybody who sends out positive thoughts and supports each other in the big group, Witchy Woman Friends, and in the coven. Like, you're, you are amazing. You are worthy. You are 
you deserve greatness. So that's all I have. I know this wasn't a super witchy episode, but I needed to get all this stuff out so you guys understood what was happening. Um, I am going to record some interviews. I will have all kinds of stuff recorded to be put out in the next um, month and a half, two months. Um, I will be taking official time off. Um, I'm going to take Yule probably through the first week in uh, January, maybe the second week. But I will have content for you. I will have all of the things still um, ready for you to absorb. Um, <laughs> so don't worry. But I, uh, this little mental health thing, little mental health thing, this big ass mental health thing that I ha- I'm going through reminded me that I need time too. I need time to not answer my messenger at 10 o'clock at night or, you know, do all of these things. I needed some time to not have to do readings all day. I need, I need the time. So I will be taking that. I will, if you're in the coven, don't worry. I have a plan, um, so that you will still be able to get all of your benefits, um, and you'll have some choices uh, on what you can do. So, um, I will be posting that later this week. Actually, this is Friday. I should probably post it today. <laughs> um, so I hope you all are, are having a beautiful day. I hope you enjoy the rest of this full moon. Um, yeah. So that's that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> so until next time, stay witchy. Bye-bye.